This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Consider a career with the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. As a Boilermaker apprentice, you'll earn while you learn. We offer excellent wages and benefits. And as part of our no-cost, hands-on apprenticeship program, you'll learn from the best in state-of-the-art training centers and on the job. Become a union Boilermaker and get on your way to a great career. Visit Boilermakers.org or call 844-IBB-WELD. Listen to the Labor and Energy Show and get educated from expert guests about climate change. What they say and who they are will surprise you. Presented by PBF Energy, Neuter Construction, and Furness Electrical Contractors. The Labor and Energy Show, this Sunday night at 6. And guess where this additional billion gallons of biofuel is going to come from? It's going to come from abroad. That's not an American first energy policy. We're in this together. Labor's in this. Building trades are in this. Refiners are in this. American consumers need us to do this too. Now across the Jacob Media Network, welcome to the Labor and Energy Show special. Exclusively presented by the PBF Energy Paulsboro Refinery and the PBF Delaware City Refinery in collaboration with the labor unions that build our communities. If you fix this RINs issue, you're looking at a reduction of 25 to 30 cents a gallon. This is the Labor and Energy Show, bringing labor leaders, national experts, and political influencers together to educate you about fancy terms like RINs and Reggie, while explaining the truth about energy independence. Welcome to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. As we kick off this weekend, pardon the pun, J. Doc, we uh, look ahead to next week, the week of the big game. We've got our next Labor and Energy uh, Summit coming. Uh, We'll have more for our listeners throughout the show, but a great show lined up today. Two, three, rather fantastic guest, including Pennsylvania State Senator Gene Yaw, who is serving serves Pennsylvania's 23rd district, including Bradford, Lycoming, Sullivan, Tioga, and Union County. So a good show lined up, as usual, Jay doc for the Labor and Energy Show. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Lots, of, lots to talk about, uh, that, especially when it comes to energy. Uh, there's never a shortage of topics, and, and certainly uh, some hot-button issues here. Yeah, like you mentioned, we have PA State Senator Gene Yaw on the broadcast, Jimmy Snell, business manager, Steam Fitters, Local 420, and later in the broadcast, Sean Steffi, uh, Boilermakers BA from Local 154. No strangers to the broadcast here. Um, I, I am excited to have uh, a great conversation. Uh, uh, Senator, how are you, sir? I'm doing well today. Oh, it's great to have you. And, and Jimmy Snell, how are you? Doing very well, Joe. Thanks for having me on, and, and good morning, Senator. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Jim. Good so, to talk to you again. And, 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 and we're going to be talking, you know, there's several things we're going to, we're going to you know, get, get right off and, and, and roll with. One of those uh, issues is something we've talked about a lot, uh, the liquefied natural gas exports out of Philly. Lots going on down at the Philly shipyard. Senator, do you want to kick off the conversation? Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, this is, uh, we had a, uh, uh, hearing, uh, actually at the Steamfitters uh, Training Center, which was uh, pretty eventful, as maybe Jimmy wants to comment about, but, um, to, uh, uh, just explain the benefits of LNG, what it could do to that area of, uh, uh, Chester County and, uh, and, uh, the city of Chester and the uh, Port of Philadelphia. I mean, it, it, it's amazing what uh, we could accomplish. I mean, it, it, this whole thing stems from the fact that uh, uh, in 2016, this is pretty amazing, 2016, uh, the United States made its first export shipment of LNG. 2016. In 2022, we were the largest exporter of natural gas in the world. I mean, so it's an opportunity for the Philadelphia area to get on board with something that's, uh, I I mean, it it, it has a global impact. And I just think that uh, 
uh, it, it's just a great opportunity, as I said, for that area of the state. And 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 just to kind of set the table for our listeners, uh, liquefied natural gas. Um, talk about what what purpose that serves uh, in, in, in regards to our energy and our energy uh, resources. Well, I, I, the simple part of it is that LNG can be transported. Uh, it can be transported by truck. Mainly, we're talking about ships uh, and taken to uh, Europe or uh, India or wherever it's needed. Uh, it is a way to take our uh, asset, uh, change the character of it, put it in liquid form, and send it to where it's needed or there is a demand for it in the world. And so, Jimmy Snow, as I bring you into the broadcast, we did a show uh, a, a while back. Uh, I guess it was in June with PA State Rep. Martina White, and we were discussing House Bill uh, 2458, which, if it was approved at the time uh, and, and signed by the governor, would create a task force to study and establish the liquid gas export terminal in Philadelphia. What is the status of that situation, and how is it related to our conversation? Okay, great. Uh, once again, good morning, gang. And uh, just to kind of piggyback with the what the senator said, uh, you know, it was a, it was a great day a few months ago. Uh, senator conducted a hearing uh, a hearing at my uh, training center in regards to LNG. And uh, yeah, it, it, at the senator just put it very polite. <laughs> it was eventful, you know, and and and. You know, and it was expected. I should, you know, I think we kind of expected it. But uh, yeah, that small little group, uh, that little fringe group of uh, vocal opposition and a couple of familiar names uh, from Chester County were there. And uh, yeah, you know, they, 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 they got a little loud and raucous, but they were politely escorted out. So and look, we, we get it, right? There's you know, everybody has an opinion, you know, and, and, you know, like the senator stated at that hearing, it's, you know, this everybody's entitled to their opinion, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be like a football game or a basketball game where you're ranting and raving and screaming. So it was a great hearing, it was conducted professionally, you know, and, and it really was. But, but uh, you know, to, to your question, uh, J-Doc, in regards to the task force, um, yeah, I mean, so, so that, that bill passed to create a task force and uh it passed overwhelmingly actually um and, and the governor signed it boom no problem uh where's it stand right now the the task force was recently created you know there everybody gets to put a few different people on that task force and uh we just had a meeting about two weeks ago and kind of a get to know you meeting and uh introductions and whatnot but at that meeting we were able to uh elect state rep Martina White as the chairwoman of the LNG uh, task force. So that's where we're at. Um, you know, we have many meetings coming up very shortly. And, uh, you know, uh, we're all rolling up our sleeves and, and getting down to business because this is something, as, as everybody knows, that is uh, uh, very crucial, we, we feel, to uh, to to uh, the port of Philadelphia and and look that that port right there that Delaware River right that separates uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania it is such a critical waterway such a critical port not just for our region but but for for the world it really is especially Europe okay so uh, you know when you compare they say um, if, if you're shipping let's say LNG from the Gulf Coast area as compared to our region, you know, the, the southeastern PA region, you know, if, if you ship it from our region, uh, it makes it to Europe in, in like a, a, a third of the time less, uh, uh, you know, than, than as compared to uh, shipping it from the Gulf port. So, you know, and, 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 and that's where we're at. And, and there's definitely... Uh, uh, how can I say this? There's definitely interest along that uh, the port of Philadelphia, and, and Jimmy, know, in regards you know, to LNG. I remember when we had the conversation, and 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 you know, you discuss. Uh, we all care about the environment. Every care, everybody cares about safety. Everybody, there's, you know, it's, in a sense, common sense. Uh, but I, you know, we talked about, you know, 
back, well, you know, I guess in June when we had the, 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 the broadcast with yourself and, and uh, uh, Representative White, we talked about uh, the Ukraine and, 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 and our allies being in need of these resources, and we couldn't help them. I wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes if those individuals that show up at the meetings screaming left and right, uh, besides really uh, well-crafted slogans, okay, um, if there's any details involved, they'd much rather see us import the same uh, materials and same resources from other countries rather than us, uh, you know, help our help our uh, allies across the world and, and as well as ourselves. Do they even have a clue? And I mean this. Do they have a clue of what they're really talking about? And would they rather see the rest of us be? Uh, slaves, to, you know, to, to Russia and China, uh, because the need for our energy resources is not going away. I, I, I can I'm answer sorry, that. Yeah, yeah, right. The short answer is no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, they don't have a clue as to what's going on. They don't have a clue as to what the ramifications are. They don't have a clue as to uh, what the, what they're really talking about and and what what could possibly happen. I mean, it it, it just makes no sense at all. None. What what they're doing, and and then you know, and they show up with cell phones. Where do they think all these things come from? Yeah. Where's the energy energy come from to produce all the things that they use against the the very energy that they're using? Absolutely, absolutely, Jimmy. And talk, uh, uh, the safety and, and and the efficiency of which our uh, you know our workforce is going to provide, okay, far exceeds. Okay, what what's going on overseas? We've talked about it across the board. Okay, no question about it. I wonder uh, if 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 uh, those individuals and it just ticks me off when I hear it, Senator. Uh, when I when I hear about these people coming, we'd all be sitting here naked right now if we didn't have our yeah. petroleum products. Um, you know, to five to six thousand products uh, every day that we use in the United States. I would love. To hear the response to individuals that have no clue about that, what they would do, uh, it, it, what they would, their solution is if we just shut ourselves down. So um, it, it, it just it ticks me off beyond belief. Uh, so let, but let's let's segue into the Philly shipyard. Uh, what is going on down there, Senator, if you will? Uh, I'm not familiar with what exactly is going to fill a shipyard. So I want to go back, if I might, to something that Jimmy had mentioned. Uh, and here's why the Philadelphia, the Port of Philadelphia is so important. There are, uh, I think there are seven or nine, I forget how many, uh, LNG export facilities in the United States. There's only two on the East Coast. One is Cove Point in Maryland, and the other one is Elba Island, I think is down around Georgia. That's it. Everything else is in the Gulf Coast. So if you look at the East Coast, which is closer to Europe, Philadelphia just makes so much sense that for location, it's near the gas fields of Pennsylvania. It is a perfect location. Uh, so and, I, and, exactly and, what's happening, and Jimmy can probably talk about that more than I can. Yeah, Jim, jump on out and t talk about uh, you know the benefit of that and and what will it, what it will do for jobs in our economy. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the senator's absolutely right. The, the East Coast is screaming for another LNG facility to help our allies over in Europe that are that are being held hostage. By, by a lunatic, you know, when it comes to energy, okay? So, so look, even the White House, I, I'm going to say, was probably eh, a little less than a year ago. might have been March or April, right? Maybe about 10 or 11 months ago. Um, they, the White House even, right? You know, the, 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 our Democrats in the White House, they even uh, get it. They announced that, that the United States was going to begin – uh, rapidly increasing exports of LNG, okay, to Europe. Um, you know, so, and, and I think in that time, in, in under a year, they've okayed uh, two LNG facilities down in the Gulf states, one in Alaska. But once again, the East Coast is screaming for, for a site. So, and, and look, it, ever since the conflict in the Ukraine, you know, it, it's, it, it's demonstrated just how critical 
and, and we know this, right, the, uh, everybody on the call here, but just just how critical domestic energy production is to our energy independence, right? And not just to, you know, our, you know, our energy independence, but national, global security. I, I'd say this is, we used to call it national security, right? When you hear about Russian freighters coming into the Boston Harbor with LNG, I mean, like, what are we talking about here, right? So, you know, it was talked about national security, but this has become a global security issue. Uh, we are the United States of America. Look, like, like the senator said, this is Pennsylvania, right? I, I, I believe uh, we might be the second largest producer of natural gas to Texas. We have such a commodity under our feet. What are we doing here? Let's, we, we're builders in this region. We, we build stuff, right? We help people. Europe is screaming for help, you know. So, yeah, boy, so and, and that's. I'm sorry, Senator. Go ahead. No, you're 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 right on. I, I mean, absolutely right on. One thing that I would like to. Yeah, I'd like to fill in a, a little bit. You're absolutely right. Last year, 2021, the United States produced 32.5 trillion cubic feet of natural gas. Russia, the whole country of Russia, produced 22.5 trillion cubic feet. During that same period of time, Pennsylvania, little old Pennsylvania, produced 7.5 trillion cubic feet. We produced in Pennsylvania one-third of the amount that Russia produced as a whole. And, you know, it, people don't understand that. And I did some a uh, little bit of background research um, Entire the European market, uh, Russia supplied only uh, about 5.5 trillion cubic feet of natural gas. That means Pennsylvania could have what we produce in Pennsylvania could have serviced all of Europe. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is so frustrating. And 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 and, and when you think about it, I mean, it, you know, we have the resources. Uh, it, it 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 is. Jimmy, we talk about the way you know the efficiency and and the safety and 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 mm-hmm. obviously the environmental impact of which our American workforce and technology uh, is able to do things. Um, it pales in, 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 in the, the way they do things overseas in 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 China and obviously in Russia and, and areas oh, yeah. where we cannot control what what is going on. Ours yeah. is is far superior, correct? Absolutely. Well, naturally, yeah, one hundred percent, right? I mean, look, if if this if this group that we were talking about earlier, this small uh, uh, fr- these small fringe groups, right? If yeah. they got their wishes and pipelines went away and and refineries and LNG yeah. and all that, right? If that all went away, there's still a need. There's still going to be a need. And to your point. Countries like India and China, they're, they're, China, they went on a tear building coal fire plants over the last just couple of years, right? Yep. They, look, here we have environmental protections, right? You know, when we when we run these facilities, okay. We're, but in in those places, right? They don't. There 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 are no clean air standards and and things of that nature, and and plus. Like I said, the need is still going to be great here for the product. So it's just going to get shipped over here. Now, here's the big thing. It's not American workers anymore or Pennsylvania workers, you know, making this product here or building these facilities. They're going to be done, you know, they're being, they're being done by, you know, foreign workers, right? So, um, you know, once again, it's a, it's a, they're, they're a fringe group. You know, but we, we talk about the econ- or uh, the environment. You know, look, J-Doc, we, we all want, everybody wants clean air and clean water. I, I, I mean, my whole local, they all hunt and fish, okay? They all hunt and fish with their children, and, and that's what we do here in Pennsylvania, right? But, you know, it, it's, it's, we all want affordable and, and abundant clean energy sources and, and, and a strong economy. Like, when you combine them, it's not evil to combine them. It's not a bad thing to talk about, right? In fact, you know, they, they, to have a healthy environment and a strong economy should go hand in hand. Right. Um, you know, but look, people want to work where they live, and they, and, and they want to live in a community and, and, and a neighborhood that's vibrant and strong. And we just can't let 
these small fringe groups control the narrative. Absolutely. And I Jim, think, Jim, you know, Jimmy, with, Jimmy I, let me ask you. With, yeah. No, go ahead, brother. Finish your thought. I, I, I was just going to say, and I, and I honestly think with people, you know, like Senator Yaw, it, it, you know, continually banging the drum and, 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 and that's just what we got to do. Just keep pounding away. I think we're we're getting through to people, and, and you know, and it, you just got to keep doing it. And and with having platforms like this, um, you know, to, to to get our points across is, is a valuable a valuable thing. That's right where I wanted to go, Jimmy Snell, who is the business manager of Steamfitters Local 420. I'll ask you to comment, and then uh, I'll ask the uh, senator to comment as well as we wrap up our opening segment on this, the Labor and Energy Show uh, with Jadoc and Krause. We, um, in, in context, we referenced the group, that fringe group. Um, what is your thought, Jimmy, uh, you first and then the senator, on this big audience of the general public that sometimes will see pushback from a fringe group um, and not know what how to react or not know what to accept as real or not. What's your thought on that um, uh, from a general public standpoint? Because okay. that's who we're talking to. 100 percent. And, and I'm going to give you a, a real quick two part answer and the senator can can speak. Um, first, I think we need to have politicians with backbone. OK, politicians that aren't going to cave to these small fringe groups. They need to use common sense. All right. That's first and foremost. Secondly, the general public. I think, you know, when you get the message across to the public, look, you know, if these fringe groups get what they want, people are going to lose their jobs. The economy, you know, tax bases, tax revenue, that goes away. OK, so I think, that you know, it's pretty simple. We're, we're, you know, we're in this to feed our families. We want to go to work. We want to build stuff. We want to, we, we, we want to make, uh, uh, you know, LNG. We want to send it off to Europe to help help uh, people, you know, survive. And, and if if we're not able to do that, we're not able to feed our families. People are out of work. They're unemployed. And I think that that hits home with a lot of people. Yeah, good stuff from Jim Snell, who's the business manager of Steamfitters Local 420. Uh, State Senator, I'll give you a last word on that to end this segment, and then we'll uh, and then we'll continue on here with the Labor and Energy Show. Jimmy, good stuff, brothers. Well, I I agree with what Jimmy said. Uh, you know, we need people to stand up and and you know if if uh, the percentage of people that are going to object to anything is like twenty twenty five percent. We need to say, well, what about the vast majority of the people do not feel that way? And, you know, you can yell and scream and do whatever you want, uh, dress up in funny costumes, and uh, we're not going to pay attention to you because we really think the greater good uh, is, is a bit different. And the one comment that I would make about the general public, what we need to do, and I said this the last time I was on the show, the building blocks of every productive society uh, start with energy. And remember I said you need energy to build an economy, and once you have an economy, then you can deal with the environment. Because if you don't have an economy and people are worried about jobs or they're worried about whether they're going to eat today, uh, as in some of the third world countries, they don't really care much about the environment. And that's exactly what we're facing globally. So just uh, if I had to educate people, they need to understand energy, economy, then the environment. All right. Good stuff uh, here on the Labor and Energy Show with Jadok and Krause. Jimmy, let me let's do this. I'm going to ask you if you'll stay over for just a minute. I know Jadok had one thing that he wanted to cover with you and the state senator. Uh, let's do this. We'll pause for just a short 45 seconds. Uh, we'll, you'll hear one of our action alert messages, uh, and then we'll come right back up. We'll finish this segment, uh, get into a break, and then bring Sean Steffi in, who's waiting to join us here on the Labor and Energy Show. Right back at you in 40 seconds. This is a Labor and Energy Action Alert. 
Did you know the Pennsylvania Water Resource Act, if passed, will charge Pennsylvania businesses for water usage integral to the operation of the businesses, many of which that provide PA residents with vital services. The expenses of charging for such water usage will be astronomical and may jeopardize the operations of the businesses themselves as well as jobs. Take action now. Subscribe to www.gov.net to track this legislation and call your PA state representatives and voice your opinion to oppose the Pennsylvania Water Resource Act. Quality PA businesses and good paying jobs depend on it. All right, Jay Doc, back here after that uh, action alert, and you'll hear action alerts throughout the Labor and Energy Show every week here. Let me get to you because I know you wanted to go, uh, uh, or you had a question for Jim Snell. Uh, let me come right over to you. It, yeah, so thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, no, I don't have a question. I want to uh, touch base on uh, the hydrogen hub situation. Obviously, lots mm-hmm. going on. The senator wanted to, to talk about that as well. Um, Jimmy uh, and, and, and Senator, uh, obviously, you know, what, you know, the situation, you know, obviously with the, with the White House, we have an application in, uh, you know, a lot going on there. Uh, let's talk about that, gentlemen. Where are we in the process? Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. So uh, I'll be very quick. Uh, Jay Doc, um, where are we? Uh, the, the Mach 2? Correct. Uh, that's Mid-Atlantic Clean Hydrogen Mach 2 hub, uh, which, it, which consists of, it's a regional hub, consists of uh, southeastern Pennsylvania, you know, Philadelphia area, call it, southern New Jersey, northern Delaware. Um, uh, and, and where we're at, uh, about 16, 17 months ago, uh, it started out as a conversation just with a couple of us, myself included, and uh, pulled in a couple, uh, call them movers and shakers, one or two from Delaware that might have a connection or two with, with uh, some people in the White House. And it started out with just a few of us, and now the group has grown immensely with many, many end users involved. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, meetings after meetings, you know, for 16 months. But we're, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, April 7th, the formal applications are due, okay? Now, I'll even backtrack a few months earlier. Uh, November 7th, this past November, concept papers were due. And it turns out 79 uh, groups uh, were looking uh, for a hydrogen hub. Um, the hubs it, it, in the infrastructure bill, when that originally came out, it said there will be four hydrogen hubs throughout the country. Well, a lot of behind-the-scenes lobbying for many months of the DOE, we got it up from four to eight, minimum of eight hubs, maximum of you know, somewhere that 10, 12 range. So that puts us, our region, in the game, okay? And and our friends out in Western PA as well, okay? They have a hub uh, uh, application. Um, so so uh, anyway, um, concept papers were due. DOE, they, they narrowed it down to 33 hubs. We, we uh, got the green light to continue our process, as did uh, the hub out in uh, uh, Western PA. Uh, I'm not exactly the particulars uh, out in Western PA, but it's always good to, to cheer on our friends, you know, as well. Absolutely. So you got two groups in, two groups in Pennsylvania with, with great applications. Uh, we feel they're great. And uh, so there's, they're, they're going to, you know, like I said, they're going to award, call it maybe give or take a dozen, and uh, we feel strongly, um, as do many of my uh, counterparts in my group, um, the, I call them the smart people. I just kind of, I kind of step back a, just a little uh-huh. bit and observe. These these, <laughs> these people are pretty smart. They're real technical. But uh, but I mean the 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 infrastructure. Here's the cool part of our application, and this is DOE telling us this. Out of all the areas in the country that are applying for the hubs. We are the only one that already has the underground infrastructure in place. They are very ecstatic about that. So, um, 
yeah, we, we have quite a few things going our way right now, but we're not there yet, you know what I mean? So we're working hard, and, and you know, look, it, it, once again, we like to build stuff. There's thousands of jobs at stake, at stake and, and multiple large-scale projects. So I can give that to you in a nutshell. That's where we're at right now. And, and, and Jimmy, we appreciate that. I know you uh, you, you got to run, but uh, before you know, before you do, I want to just have the senator weigh in on that, and, and then we're going to bring Sean Steffi into the program. Senator, well, it was a good summary. I, I mean, I think it's a plus for Pennsylvania. We have uh, two applications pending, or two possible sites, and uh, I think it's very, very important. It, it, I mean, it's important for jobs. It's important for the economy and. Uh, everything that you can say. I mean, we, uh, the uh, the uh, Environmental Resources and Energy Committee strongly supports it. Um, we're also looking at uh, carbon capture. So any of these new technologies, we want to, to be a part of. Absolutely. Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. Jim Snell, the business manager of Steamfitters Local 420, leading the way. Jimmy, great stuff. Thank you very much, brother. Once again, thanks, guys, for giving us this platform. And, Senator, it was great uh, speaking with you today. Have a, have a great day and take care. I'm sure we'll be talking in the future. Thank uh, you. Good to talk to you again. All right. We'll take a break here uh, on the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. As J-Doc mentioned, on the other side of the break, Sean Steffi will join us. Back in a moment. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know experts agree that a technology called carbon capture and storage, or CCS, will be crucial to mitigating the risks of climate change? Did you know? First charted in 1903, Steamfitters Local 420 has been constructing and installing mechanical systems throughout the Delaware Valley for over a century. United by excellence, this local is proud to have worked on projects such as the Sun Oil Refineries, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and the stadiums for all our Philly teams. From helmets to hard hats, Local 420 represents the history of Philadelphia. Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, business manager. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit FuelingUSJobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. And back here on the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause, a reminder for all of our listeners on today's program, if you miss any of the show or if you want to re-listen to the program, uh, you can download the podcast. Just go to Apple or Spotify and simply search the Labor and Energy Show. J-Doc, over to you, sir. Yeah, Joe, thanks. We, You know, another great conversation, but one of the things that we've talked about and is, is you know, and you mentioned it, Joe Krause, is educating the public. And you, you got Jimmy Snow, and we appreciate him always and, and, and his vision. And, of course, we're bringing Sean Steffi in. But this is, and I've said it a hundred times, this is not a union issue. It's not a political or political party issue. It's a human issue. It's common sense. And that's, it, it's, it, it's why our goal to educate the public is so important. Uh, I'm ecstatic to bring into the program with Senator uh, Gene Yaw, uh, Sean Steffi, who's business agent, uh, Boilermakers Local 154. Sean, how are you, sir? Doing good. Good to be along with you guys this morning. It's always, always great to have you. Uh, we're going to, uh, you know, touch base on on uh, Reggie, what's going on, uh, and, and and certainly, the, and, that, and, and to our listeners, that's the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, um, which, Sean, it's hard to believe, you know, as many times as we've talked about it, uh, that's, that, that some people still don't know it. Uh, it would you, you know, talk, give us an update, but a little, a little, uh, if you would, introduction 
to anybody who doesn't know what Reggie is and the devastation it could impact with Pennsylvania. Okay, as, as you just you know spoken about, that Reggie is the regional greenhouse gas initiative that basically comes down to a carbon tax on our power-producing plants, mainly coal and gas. Um, so this has been an ongoing struggle for going on three years now. You know, it was first introduced by Governor Wolf through an executive order that will actually it will decimate our fossil fuel generation and power, and uh, you know by you know, throwing this carbon tax upon us, and you know in my opinion eliminates Pennsylvania from being the top top exporter of electricity. You know within the Northeast. And so having said that, Jimmy Snow mentioned, obviously, we need to have we need to support our politicians. And at the same time, they have to have, uh, you know, the, the, the fortitude to stand up to these fringe groups. OK, when we talk about and I'll bring um, Senator Yaw in um, when we're so, you know, we're labor Democrats here. I'm, you know, we're in Philadelphia. Uh, and, and when Reggie came up and when we were talking about it, uh, we saw that a lot of our friends who typically support our labor issues did not support, uh, you know, the, the, the opposition uh, of Reggie. And I wonder if sometimes if because I said I, I don't believe this, even though it's a, a, poli- a political football, it, it should be a political issue. I wonder if a lot of our political friends. Uh, a Democrat and Republic even understand, uh, you know, the consequences of this thing and the details. Senator, if you will. Well, I agree with I, Good morning, Sean. Uh, how are you doing? I, it, I, I think a, what, a, week, a, a week ago we participated in a hearing in uh, Pittsburgh, uh, actually at the Boilermakers Training Center. So uh, kind of a, a deja vu again. Uh Reggie is just uh, it, it. It's one of those things that uh, it, it has no environmental benefit, and what it will do in the long run, it's definitely going to uh, raise our electric rates. And what it also does is it turns control of our environment, the way our energy is produced uh, environmentally, over to eleven other states. And right. I, I, I mean that—that's that, it, idiocy. And you talked about uh, political people being involved. I'm the name plaintiff in virtually every one of the lawsuits against the former Wolf administration. And I will say this: maybe I—I I shouldn't. I don't want to have bad luck here. But so far, we have been pretty successful, more successful than I thought we would ever be in you know putting up roadblocks to stop this thing. And, you know, I've had conversations now with the new uh, administrator, the proposed uh, uh, new secretary of DEP about it, and he assures me that uh, uh, Governor Shapiro looks at this entirely differently, and uh, I I made the comment to him, there is no environmental benefit. Why are we doing it? Why are we hurting Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania jobs and everything that that happens here? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever, and hopefully that message gets through. Well, it's interesting because we did a show not long ago, uh, and really one of the, I mean, a really cutting-edge thought, where we had uh, Pennsylvania Building Trades uh, President Rob Baer on the program, and we were talking about, uh, you know, Reggie, and like you just said, Senator, and, and, and Sean, you've said this many times, it, it, so it's, it's like a coalition for our listeners, where we're joining a coalition with other states, okay, to, you know, to create standards, uh, specific uh, carbon taxes for our, for our, uh, our plants. And uh, what ends up happening is we, as Pennsylvanians, uh, we tie ourselves to a whole group, but we have, uh, like, like, like Jimmy Snell said, we have uh, the most natural resources aside from Texas in the country. Why are we tying our anchor down to other states who have little or none, some of them? Okay, so here's what Rob Bear said, and, I, and, and, and I, Sean, I'm not sure if you, uh, you know, if you heard this, but Rob said, why don't we create our own situation? Why do, why do we have to join somebody else's? We have a unique situation here in Pennsylvania with the amount of natural energy resources we have here. Why don't we create our own, not 
not, you know, be, uh, you know, obviously a slave to other states who don't have what we have. Sean, what are your thoughts there? Well, here's just something I, I, I throw out. It, it kind of amazes me. So here we are, join, you know, wanting to join Reggie and become, you know, for environmental reasons and benefits and change the face of Pennsylvania as a you know, top energy producer. So, you would think, okay, so we're going to go to the solar and wind. So we're going to need solar and wind manufacturing here. So why won't it come to Pennsylvania? Where does it go? $1.2 billion solar plant. It's going to Ohio. Does Ohio belong to Reggie? No, they do not. So, okay, so we're going to need to chip. We need to get invested. Chip plant, $20 billion chip plant. Where's that going? Ohio. We, got, we don't want no more steel being manufactured in Pennsylvania, it seems like. When you need 900 tons of steel to build windmills, where's the new state-of-the-art steel mill go? Red carpet out on the floor, $1.5 billion. It goes to Arkansas. So I think we're in an identity crisis, and I think these people that you're talking about need to come forward, and they need to show Pennsylvania what their vision is and what Pennsylvania is going to look like in the future with their agenda. And that agenda does not promote the jobs that organized labor does, performs, and has done in the past. That one plant is looking for 7,000 workers alone to build that plant. We're not doing it here in Pennsylvania, and they're not a part of Reggie. So why would it, you know, we got answers that we need answered, if you ask me. Senator, if you will. Oh, I no, I, I agree 100%. I mean, we we just need to, once again, it goes back to educating. And it's more, it's not even, a, uh, it's it's not a union labor or, or a, a it, it, it's citizens. It what affects every citizen, no matter yeah. who you are. It affects every, uh, you know, man, woman, and child in the state. And people don't realize it. And unfortunately, as we've talked about on this program, the that vocal minority who are they're also very nasty. Uh, I, environmentalists that I've run into are probably some of the nastiest people that I've ever you know experienced in the political arena. And um, we need to say, hey, we're not going to listen. Go ahead, go yell, go somewhere. But make sure you don't take your cell phones and your microphones and don't drive and all that stuff. And, you know, everything, it depends on all the fuels and everything that you are against. Uh, But that's it. I mean, we need to do that. We need a coalition and everybody get on board. It's not a single issue type thing. It's it's like, here's what's good for all the citizens of this uh, this state. And you talked about the the, uh, diversity of our energy portfolio. I've always said, I think Pennsylvania has the most diverse energy portfolio of any state in the country. And we have spent the last eight years, in my opinion, um, apologizing for the wealth that we have. I'm tired of that. I want somebody to say, hey, we're from Pennsylvania. I'm sorry if you don't have the same assets that we do. But, you know, then come here and do business. And we need to make it more business friendly and get real about what's going on. Yeah, and 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 we we need to, we need our own uh, political uh, supporters here to understand and be educated. Details matter, man. Like details matter in in, in regards to um, the reality of 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 our fossil fuel. Uh, generation and of course uh, our resources uh, and renewables. We're not sitting here saying we don't care about the environment under any circumstances. We're not saying shut all renewables down at all. We're sitting there saying we need to talk reality because we all got to work together. Let's do this. We only have a few minutes left. Uh, and 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 Sean, always um, ecstatic to have you on a broadcast to talk about what's going on. By the way, where are we with? Before I, I segue, where are we with the with with with, with Reggie in PA uh, right now? And 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 um, when when does it get uh, consequential? Uh, Senator, y'all might be able to answer that better than me, but I'm still under the impression it's still in litigation, and we still got a ways to go, and it's kind of. Uh, like an albatross around us to move forward with a lot of things. And I mean, I mean, we've got a lot on the line right here with like, I'm sure, you know, we just spoke about the hydrogen. We're talking about carbon capture and everything else. I, I know that us as the boilermakers and the building trades, we're ready to move forward and get this behind us. And it's something that needs to go away. Uh, Senator, where are we? Yeah. Well, and Sean's right. Uh, it's still in litigation. Now, the fortunate part is that litigation has stalled, 
you know, actually entering into a formal agreement. So um, in that respect, we're it's kind of at a stay. And uh, we're waiting, I think, uh, to see what the new administration does. Are they going to push it? What are they going to do with it? That's exactly what I was going to say next. Where Where's... Where are the projections? I mean, we've heard, you know, obviously we've heard that, um, you know, Governor Shapiro is is, is more amenable to uh, uh, reality uh, and certainly isn't, um, uh, you know, of the same mindset of, of, of the extreme on these issues. But do we have any inclination of where uh, he may be going, uh, uh, Senator? The, the best I can say is that I had a, a meeting, you know, I, I, all the appointees are confirmed by the Senate, and I had a meeting yesterday uh, with the new uh, uh, designee as the secretary of DEP. And the indication I got was that, uh, yep, uh, this is uh, something that really has no benefit to the environment. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I take that as a good sign uh, that, okay, if it has no benefit to the environment, then why are we doing it? So uh, I, I feel encouraged by that. Uh, you know, a new, uh, uh, some new ideas, new people, and I think that everything I've heard so far is that, uh, yes, uh, the new administration understands there are a minority of people out there who are loud and vocal, but uh, they, uh, you know, that's not the that's not the majority, and that's not the majority of the way people think in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. The Labor, the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause, Sean Steffi, our special guest here in the second half of the show, uh, and Pennsylvania State Senator Gene Yaw joining us for uh, the full hour uh, of the Labor and Energy Show. Just a couple of minutes left uh, before we uh, sign off uh, for this edition. Uh, Sean Steffi, let me come to you first. We'll get some uh, closing thoughts or remarks uh, from you, and then we'll wrap it up with uh, Senator Gene Yaw. Um, guys, I'd just like to finish by saying, you know, I think Governor Shapiro has the right, you know, mindset on we need the, all the above energy strategy. And it's never been so more apparent than what just happened through Christmas. Um, right now, we currently have a mild winter going on, and we still have a record amount of people receiving energy assistance. 6.7 million to be exact, and, that, and that's like a 1.5 million increase from, it's the largest since 2009. Fossil fuels has proven itself. I'm not saying we don't need renewables, but if we put all of our eggs in one basket with renewables, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's been proven. The data doesn't lie. I mean, coal produces natural gas. They took a bad rap over that Christmas break, but it's still at the end of the day, it's producing close to 50,000 megawatts. Coal was producing 30,000. At the end of the day, renewables was at 13,000 megawatts. We're not ready to make this transition. We have to keep and maintain our infrastructure from energy right now, and we have to add on it with the new technologies that are coming forward and take us into the future so we can bring manufacturing, we can bring good energy jobs and good labor jobs back and keep them right here in Pennsylvania. These are the men and women that you want living in Pennsylvania, the men that are skilled and the women that are skilled to produce this energy infrastructure. And it's proven our members are going to other states to do the same things that we should be doing right here in Pennsylvania. And we need to stop the bleeding right now, and we've got to take control of our destiny. Good stuff from Sean Steffi. Uh, about 45 seconds, Senator, and I'll give it all to you before we wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sean and I are on the same page on this. Uh, what people don't understand and the impact of Reggie has been that uh, we're shutting down our baseload uh, coal-fired power plants and things like that. And, they, and people just don't understand all this renewable, uh, the wind and solar, uh, at, at best it's intermittent and it depends on the weather. And unfortunately, solar and wind 
uh, when at the time of the highest heat and at the time of the lowest cold is when it does not work and or nor work efficiently. So that's the impact of Reggie. It, it's affecting our base load, and we need to uh, uh, realize that every time you have a, uh, a solar farm or whatever, you need to figure out what's the backup for it. You need a duplicate system for every one of those, and uh, that's where we're going, and, and we need to pay attention to that. Once again, we need to educate people as to what – what goes into our electric grid and how it runs. Well done and well stated by Pennsylvania State Senator Gene Yaw, serving PA's 23rd District, which includes Bradford, Lycoming, Sullivan, Tioga, and Union Counties. And, of course, Sean Steffi uh, joining us here uh, to wrap up the labor and energy. Also, special thanks to Jim Snell from Steamfitters uh, Local 420. J-Doc, that's going to do it. Good, brisk show. I think the best way to end the show, J-Doc, and I've, I'll give you 15 seconds to emphasize it, is emphasize common sense. Those two words, I think, are uh, how we should leave the program today. Absolutely, Joe. If we learn one thing, common sense and energy, uh, education, uh, the details. Uh, obviously, you know, Senator Gene Yaw, Jimmy Snell, and Sean Steffi, uh, what, what we're talking about is important to everybody. It's not a union issue. It's not a political issue. It's a human issue. See you next time, everybody. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Neuter Integrated Multicraft Contractors has been a force since 1896. That's right, 1896. And specializes in welding, piping, mechanical, structural, constructability reviews, project management, and rigging design services. For a free consultation, call Neuter at 314-421-7600. Neuter proudly serves petroleum refining, chemical processing, power generation, and alternative energy. Get in touch with Neuter at 314-421-7600. The Eastern Atlantic State's Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained, and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit FuelingUSJobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. Thanks for listening to tonight's labor and energy special. You can help. Call your congressperson and join the movement to push back on RINs. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre recorded.